0: It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Now, here's your host, Casey Hendrickson.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendrickson here, and uh, we've got a great show coming up, Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Now, guys, uh, Wise Money is is going to be a pretty good financial planning show, financial advice show. You can do a bunch of other stuff. But, you know, a lot of the listeners probably haven't heard of Corhorn Financial Group before. And so I wanted to have you guys introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your firm. Who is Corhorn Financial Group? Well, Casey, we are a multidisciplinary financial services firm,
2: and we specialize in financial planning. And we're unique in that we're three businesses with a common ownership under one umbrella. We do financial planning and wealth management, And then we also have a full-service insurance agency that offers home, auto, and commercial insurance. And we have a full-service tax and accounting firm that serves individuals and small businesses.
3: So we're a team of professionals, uh, several CPAs on the team who are experts in the tax field, certified financial planners, and so a crop of those and a crop of folks learning uh, to become financial planners, as well as certified insurance counselors as well, all working together to serve our clients.
4: Well, because we take a team approach, no one on the team has to be the expert in every single area. It is part of our vision, though, that Corhorn Financial Group will be a one-stop shop for financial matters. So, you know, our hope is that our clients see us as their trusted advisor. So any issues that come up related to their financial life, they're coming to us. And then we collectively as a team help answer those questions, keep them pointed in the right direction.
1: Now, you heard three voices there. So, collectively, that's Corhorn Financial Group. Individually, we've got Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, and Mike Bernard with us. So, now that they've heard about the company, Kevin, what about you guys individually? You know, uh, tell us your stories. How did you guys get involved in this business? How did you come together as uh, one company? Sure. Well,
2: Casey, uh, this is Kevin, and I founded the business in 1994. And when I graduated from Central Michigan University in 1993... I just wanted to change the world, and I thought I would do that through Christian camping. So I moved to South Bend in the spring of 1993 to work at Camp Raybird, which is a small Christian camp for economically disadvantaged kids on the west side of South Bend. And I realized after the summer of 1993 that I really wasn't supposed to be in Christian camping, but I still felt like I wanted to change the world, and I wasn't sure how I was going to do that. So as I was considering my options, a good friend of mine, uh, Brian Bosley, He was a roommate. I played rugby with him, and uh, he was also a finance major. He said, listen, you should become a financial advisor. He'd started becoming an advisor up in Lansing. So I started my career in July of 1994, and I've been serving our community ever since. And what about you, Josh?
4: Well, uh, you know, like Kevin, I didn't grow up around here. I actually lived on the east side of Michigan and uh, moved to the Michiana area 21 years ago, uh, when my dad became a senior pastor at a church here locally, whole family moved down here. So uh, that's where I met my wife uh, in our church youth group. And uh, we dated all through high school, through college. And uh, I went to Bethel College. I knew I wanted to study business. And uh, my freshman year, for whatever reason, I I still don't know, uh, I checked out a book from the library, of all things, uh, called How to Be Your Own Financial Planner. And uh, I I read it, uh, strangely enough, but uh, the very last chapter talked about professional financial planners and uh, what a certified financial planner was. And immediately I fell in love with the idea of being a planner and kind of structured all of my uh, coursework and everything to try to prepare me for that. But when I met Kevin my senior year at Bethel uh, and and heard his vision for building kind of that Mm one-stop shop for financial matters... um, You know, I I instantly knew that Corhorn Financial Group and the vision that he had was uh, what I wanted to plug into. And what about you, Mike? Yeah, you know, my my story kind of launches off of theirs a little bit.
3: Kevin, he shared how he started the business, and he really had a big vision for how to serve people in this business. It was very different than what's more mainstream uh, the financial services industry takes. And so I was actually attending Michigan State University. I was a finance major. Well, before that, I was actually, I wanted to be a shrink. I thought I was going to be a, a psychologist. And so you guys can tell me all my problems later. Take the easy you coursework in shrink, college, huh? That's right. I need, I do need a <laughs> shrink, and that, that's true. But uh, but I, I had a knack for business and was intrigued by finances and was talking to my father about that. And he said, you know what? You should become a financial planner, and you should be an expert in taxes. You should learn that between kind of the the overlap of those, you would be able to help so many people. And by the way, I need a financial planner too. You can help me figure ah. out how to retire. It, but I took that advice and, and launched off of that and um, was at Michigan State. It's a finance major. And every opportunity I looked at to get into this industry and help people with finances, I ran into a sales process, a product pitch, which was just totally against how I wanted to get into this business. And I was telling a friend of mine about that. And he said, Hey, I've got a a cousin who does something like that down in South Bend. And I thought, oh, I don't want to go there. I'm just kidding. I love this area. <laughs> uh, but he said, you should call, you should call Kevin. And it was Kevin. And, and his vision, his vision for having kind of a Mayo Clinic kind of approach to financial services was just captivating lined right up with mine. That was 12 years ago. And I'm blessed to have con- contributed to that ever since.
1: So we've got you guys, you've got this this uh, company and Corehorn financial group, you do all these great things. So what's the deal with getting a radio show? Like who wakes up one day and goes, you know what, let's get a radio show and let's, uh, let's try and make this work. Well, Casey, we still want to change
2: the world and we get great satisfaction from sitting across the table from our clients and helping them in the context of a one-to-one relationship. But if we're going to be realistic, there are people um, that are never going to darken our doorway. So we want to reach out to them. And try to educate them and inspire them to take their next step. We want to give them hope, and um, in order to do that, we realized we need to change the venue and uh, and have a radio show. We've we had um, when I first moved to town. There was an excellent local radio show, and when that went off the radio, I missed it, and I and I I've thought ever since. But wouldn't it be great on Saturday morning as people are just kind of relaxing and thinking about the things that they might not think about during the week that they could have some financial guidance, ideas, wisdom uh, shared with them and, uh,
1: and and take some action. You mean on the way to the mall to spend all of their money Yeah, that exactly. they should be saving?
4: The <laughs> mall doesn't open until 10KC. My, my <laughs> wife told me that. They line up and they wait. <laughs> no, you know, as long as I've known Kevin, he's talked about having a radio show someday And not because uh, we think we have some aptitude for this, but uh, really because it's a focus on our community. Even though none of us have grown up in Michiana, this is our home. We've been here for decades now. And, um, you know, this is our community. As a dad of young kids myself, I figure I have 14 years to get them ready to be launched from the nest and, uh, and hopefully be the kind of responsible, productive citizens that this community would actually want to have stick around. But it's also our opportunity to hopefully over the next 14 years keep nudging this community in the right direction so it's, it's an area that they want to stay in. And, uh, you know, hopefully this, this particular venue, using a radio show to try to educate the community and keep nudging families in the direction of being more financially stable, that's the motivation behind it. You know, one last thing I'd add, though,
3: is talking about finances, your own finances, that is an intimidating discussion. That's an intimidating topic. You don't just sit around casually with friends all the time and just, you know, expose yourself naked financially to each other and say, hey, you know, what should I be doing right now? And so, uh, you know, this fairly private conversation, how can we make it not so intimidating or not so private and, and kind of pour into some people's lives and help them make some better financial decisions?
1: There's a lot of financial shows out there that are run on weekends at local radio stations and even some nationally syndicated ones, and there's a lot of good ones. Mm -hmm. There's way more bad ones. And and when I I say bad ones, what I mean is they come onto the radio, a caller will call up, I have this question, oh, that's a great question, call our office on Monday and we'll walk you through it. Next caller. Oh, that's a great question, call our office on Monday and we'll walk you through it. So what can the listener who might be skeptical, like, is this going to be another one of those shows, you know what? What are they going to get different out of this show? What's the listener going to get out of Wise Money?
2: Well, this is certainly not going to be an hour-long brochure for Corehorn Financial Group, and what we want to do—we're not—we're not—we wouldn't be able to serve everyone in the community if everyone lined up outside our door uh, on Monday. But what we want to do is encourage people that have relationships with their current financial professionals to go to them and and seek financial guidance and seek financial wisdom. What they could expect from our show is information and education on current and relevant topics that affect their financial life. Uh, We are driven to educate people in the six areas of financial planning and how the science of financial planning works. So we'll be answering listener questions. Uh, We'd like to have a dialogue with you to make sure that what matters most uh, to you as being addressed in the hour that we get to spend together.
1: Sounds good. All right. So, uh, by the way, they have set up a website. So if you do have questions, you can go to wisemoneyradio.com, and you can submit your financial planning or financial questions right there on the website, wisemoneyradio.com. We will actually take those questions, and we will answer them in future episodes of Wise Money right here on 95.3 MNC. So, again, the website is wisemoneyradio.com. And you can submit your questions there. You're listening to Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group right here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
0: This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
1: Welcome back. Once again, you're listening to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. I'm here with Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, Mike Bernard. I'm Casey Hendrickson. So we took the first segment, guys, and we kind of introduced the audience to who Corhorn Financial Group is and who you are individually. Um, but, you know, what's what makes you guys different? Uh, we heard, you know, Mike kind of talk about this a little bit. He, he wanted to go into this, and he really wasn't finding a fit, and he was finding sales pitch after sales pitch. So what makes you guys different from other financial professionals that are out there? Well, that's a great question, Casey. I know. (laughs) He only asks great questions, right?
2: You're amazing in every way. Our industry, (laughs) though, really hasn't done a great job of defining exactly what a financial planner is. So most financial professionals label themselves as financial advisors. So whether I create a written financial plan addressing the six areas of financial planning, or I just sell investments... I am likely to be labeled or at least thought of
3: as a financial advisor. Yeah. When I first moved to the area and met my wife and uh, one of the first kind of social events that we went to, uh, she was introducing me to someone and the gal asked, hey, so what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a financial planner. And she said, oh yeah, my sister does that too. And I thought, oh great. I'm kind of new to this area. Someone else who's in this industry. And I said, where does she work? And she said, oh, a certain bank. And I said, okay, so kind of what does she what does she do? She's a financial planner, and and the gal said, well, she's kind of does she kind of does mortgages. And I thought, oh, okay, so that's a little different. Well, then actually, she kind of just processes the loan applications. Okay, so not necessarily a, a financial difference. planner at all. Yeah,
2: it is. But we're we're here to to help uh, folks in all ways. So you know, talking about that party that you go to. If you're an introvert and you don't want to be around people. If someone comes up to you and asks you what you do, just tell them you're a financial advisor. Right. You will be left alone. <laughs> You'll have the right hand in the to plague.
3: Yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know that's actually uh, th- this whole issue of understanding what is a financial advisor. It's one of the first questions that we'll ask uh, a new uh, couple that sits in our office, asking them about what was your experience with other financial uh, professionals in the past, and what we're trying to understand is. You know, that person that they've been trusting as their financial advisor, have, have all the conversations really just been around investments? Or is it really just kind of their tax preparer that calls themselves a financial advisor? Are they an insurance salesman? What is it? And, um, you know, if, if you don't have someone who is that go-to relationship, that person that you trust for advice in all areas of your financial life, helping you integrate it at all, then you probably don't have a financial planner. Or, you know, you are having to serve as that role in your financial life. You are the financial planner, and it's your job to make sure that any of the professionals out there that you're working with, their advice is being integrated together. Yeah, and if, if
2: you asked, what's what's the distinctive between us and maybe other financial advisors? Some financial advisors may have the an identical approach, but our approach is a process and many other financial professionals just offer a product. So while they may have a process that helps them sell you their product, we have a process that drives our decision-making process, and there are formal
1: steps. So it seems like you guys run into financial planners usually thought of as a pretty generic term that's kind of all-encompassing. But you guys seem to be saying, no, it's it's much more specific to that. Um, so, I think you guys mentioned that there 's what six key areas to yeah. financial planning is is that it so what are those and, and tell people about it
3: well so there 's a board of standards behind the financial planning industry, and in that it says that there are six areas to everyone 's financial life your financial life casey kevins warren buffetts there 's six areas to your financial life and that's that 's our that's that 's our focus that 's our heartbeat uh, what we focus on at Corwin financial group and we 're biased the show's going to be about financial planning we 've seen that process evaluating all six areas of someone's financial life and using that awareness as a context to make holistic financial decisions.
4: Um, would, so, you know, that, that's what we'll be
3: focusing on in the show. Well, and if
4: we were just going to rattle off the six just to create the list and kind of outline here, uh, the first one is your present financial position. Protection planning or risk management is the second one. Tax planning is the third and then you get into investment planning and retirement planning are often linked together. Uh, they're complementary, and the capstone to any good financial plan, if you're taking a comprehensive approach, is estate planning. So you know there are many professionals out there that might concentrate in just one of those areas. They are they, they hold themselves out as the guru when it comes to investments, or I am the the tax expert that you should be trusting. Uh, come to me if you if you want insurance advice, uh, but. A financial planner, a certified financial planner, is somebody who focuses on all the areas and making sure that they're integrated together. Yeah. So, so the distinction might be product fo- focus versus process focus,
3: or one dimensional versus kind of comprehensive and integrated. Uh, even reactive versus proactive. The financial planning process is all about being proactive with your financial life.
1: So we've got basically like uh, a whole like your decision making is. All-encompassing, as opposed to just focusing on that one, like it might be your tax guy, it might be your stock guy, uh, your retirement guy. The financial planning encompasses all of that.
3: You got it. Okay,
1: so before we go to break, guys, um, what's the the very first? I know Josh, you, you railed this off. You know, the very first area of financial planning. Kind of go over it, explain it. Um, you know, what does it mean, and what does it mean to the listener? Who might be listening right now.
4: Well, you know, the the start of any financial planning process has to begin with focusing on goals. You have to know what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your financial life, where you're trying to go, set that destination. It could be, you know, get your student loans paid off, buy a house, start a family, save for retirement, wh- whatever it is, get the laundry list of goals on the on the table and then begin to prioritize them. Because anytime you're doing financial planning, I've never met anyone out there who doesn't have a finite amount of financial resources. And often they've got more goals than they can accomplish with those resources, so you have to prioritize. And uh, this is probably one of the most important steps that a lot of people struggle with, quite frankly, is prioritizing, especially if you're married. Because you've got two different (laughs) opinions to to work into the mix, right? never had that problem. (laughs) Never had that
3: problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You completely just in listen mind. to Cindy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's the only one. <laughs> that's right. No, but, I might have y- said yes a little too quick on that one. I, I,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but once you've defined the direction that you're going, then you have to take inventory of where you are financially right now. And everybody has a gap between where they are and where they're trying to go to. And, uh, you know, once you've been honest and evaluated where you're at, that's when the coaching can really begin. That's when the process starts for... Uh, you, you know, trying to align your income, for example, how how much of your income is going to be captured for your most important goals every single month or every single year. Uh, that's when we actually get to do the fun nuts and bolts directing dollars to the things that are most important to you.
1: So what's kind of like it, it entailed with all of that? I, I mean, you have to go through... I assume, what your finances are and break that down, right?
3: Yeah. So, so what Josh is describing, the first area of, of financial planning is your present financial position. And so it certainly includes goals and prioritizing those. But as you begin to take inventory, that takes shape using a balance sheet or a, or a net worth statement where you're, you're listing out and categorizing all of your assets, putting them in different categories based on their purpose. But then you're also listing out and tallying up all of your liabilities as well. And when you subtract the liabilities from your assets, that gets you to your net worth. So that's a real picture of where you are right now. That's extremely helpful because so much of people's financial life right now is, is not tangible. So that's a way of making it tangible. The other thing that's part of this is your is is a cash flow analysis, so whether that 's a budget, something very formal and somewhat rigid to help you achieve those goals, or if it 's somewhat loosely defined on an annual basis here 's your overall income here 's how much you save here 's how much goes to taxes you spend the rest so it 's really an analysis in those two areas is your present financial position
4: that's an ongoing process though too you know there there needs to be a monitoring of the plan and uh, continually going back to remeasure How are we doing relative to our goals? Is that gap between where we are and where we want to get to? Is it shrinking? Is it, you know, are you moving in the right direction? It's kind of a refocusing uh, of your financial life as well.
1: And again, we're going to be going over the, uh, all six, we just went over the first area of financial planning. We'll go over the, the other five throughout the show today. So you have a better idea of the process that Core and Financial Group uses uh, and uh, hopefully you know you can you can approach this with your financial planner too, uh, if you have one to go ahead and go over these things as well. I want to remind everybody that if you go to wisemoneyradio. com, if you have any financial planning question, you can submit your question on the website. We will address it, and the guys from Quon Financial Group will answer that question on a future show. We'll pull questions from every episode. And we'll actually go over those questions and they will answer them in great detail. WiseMoneyRadio.com. We'll be back with Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on News Talk 953, Michiana's news channel.
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 953, Michiana's news channel. Hey everyone,
1: once again, want to thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. Casey Hendrickson here. You're listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. I've got Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, Mike Bernard joining me. And this is, again, it's a, it's a financial planning show. So if you go to their website, wisemoneyradio.com, you can submit a question, anything related to financial planning. They'll address it. They'll answer them online. There'll probably be some blog posts and things like that coming, but they'll also answer them on the air uh, as we, we pick certain questions out. So before the uh, the last break we were talking about a comprehensive financial planning the first area of of your your financial planning which is you know basically assessing your value and that sort of thing and so what are the other steps there's five more that we have yeah. to get to Yeah so the
2: first one was present financial position the next area is protection planning and that that's crucial Casey because re- when you look at financial planning all of financial planning is really risk management and assessing different risks in different areas of your life. And so when you look at risks, you have a choice. You can live with the risk or typically through some sort of an insurance instrument, you can transfer the risk. So the risk is if I don't live long enough to fully fund my goals, if if I die, uh, my wife will be short some some dollar amount. And so I can... Uh, pay money on a monthly basis or an annual basis to get life insurance in place to pre-fund those unfunded goals. Um, there's, there are lots of different applications for the different types of insurance, but when you look at the types of insurance decisions that people are going to have to make, you look at life insurance, disability, uh, long-term care, health insurance, home and auto. If I'm 65 on Medicare, do I do a Medicare supplement uh, do I do a Medicare Advantage plan? So the, the, the underpinnings of any, any kind of a strong society uh, is the ability to efficiently transfer risk via these instruments to uh, various companies that step in and are willing to accept that risk in exchange for some money. And so what we help our clients do is look at all of the risks that they face. What could derail my plan? And as the saying goes, fix the roof while the sun is shining. Mm -hmm. How do I make sure that in the event something bad happens, I am, my family is protected. And having done this for 22 years, I've seen this over and over and over again, where it plays out. And the insurance that people uh, almost (laughs) annually would call and say, do I really need this? Should I, are you sure I should pay this premium? And then, uh, An event happens, they've used the insurance, and they call and say, you know what, that was the best thing I ever did
3: was getting that insurance in place. What a great example of how these decisions are best made in the planning process. It sh- those decisions on how much life insurance or do I need this type of tool is best made in a financial planning process. If it's just isolated, how do you know if that really fits with the rest of your financial life? The third area is actually one that most people address in isolation, and that's tax planning. Most times people think of taxes and think, well, that's, that's a date I mark on the calendar, actually. That's a dreaded date to me when I have to file my taxes. That's tax preparation. This is tax planning, the third area. That's assessing what are the tax opportunities to you, available to you, where you can actually do something proactively ahead of time and improve your tax situation. A big financial planning question right now is, well, should I use a traditional IRA or a Roth? That's a tax planning question, but it actually hits your entire financial plan because maybe your plan should be pointed towards paying down debt or building savings, something like that. But in tax planning, we're looking at someone's current tax situation and identifying the opportunities on ways to improve their tax situation and then using the planning process to figure out, well, which of these should we implement and which ones should we forego?
4: Well, and that's why, you know, tax planning, the the real question that should be asked is, how do I reduce the amount of money that I'm spending in taxes over my whole lifetime? Oh, absolutely. You know, a Most lifetime. people are just focused on this year. How do I get the biggest refund? How do I make sure I'm not leaving any deductions on the table? That kind of thing. But you know, th- sometimes the advice that really needs to be given is pay a little bit more tax this year so that you pay a lot less tax in the future. And the whole idea is just making sure that there aren't dollars slipping through the cracks in the form of too much tax. Same thing with, uh, you know, the insurance planning that we were just talking about. This is often an area where people are spending too much on insurance or they're spending it wrongly. And, uh, you know, with a little bit of retooling, they could be improving their budget and making sure that they've got the the right structure in place.
1: It seems like an awful lot of people, like you guys had mentioned, they just think taxes, income taxes, that's it. They don't think about, investments and retirement and things of, of that, even sometimes your, your health insurance and other things. So mm-hmm. how do you get people to start thinking about that?
4: Well, Mike was just hitting on you know the, the question of, do I save into a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA? That's where do I position my investments so they can be growing? But it's, it's a tax question at the heart of it, right? So this is a, a classic example of where your tax planning and your investment planning have to be married together. Because um, you know, inherent in that question is, should I pay my taxes now uh, by using a Roth IRA, put, put the money aside after taxes have already been paid and let it grow uh, for the future and never pay tax on those dollars again? Or am I better off? Is it more valuable to me to take a tax deduction by using a traditional IRA? It all boils down to where do you position your investments After you've decided those questions, though, you know, investment planning, which is the fourth area of financial planning, it's answering the question, um, you know, how how do I structure this portfolio to reach my goals without taking more risk than I really have to? How do I make sure that the roller coaster ride that I'm going to be on is one that I can actually stomach and I don't check out early and, and never realize the actual growth and the gains that could happen over the long haul? Yeah, you know,
3: that's a great point. I was thinking of the roller coaster example today because of what's happening in the in the stock market these days and investment planning is really all about walking in that theme park and saying, "What's your comfort level here? Do you want to go on the one that really makes you queasy but a lot of people have a lot of fun on it, or do you want something that's a little more mellow, not as many ups and downs and then sticking with that roller coaster? There isn't one that's good and one that's bad, but which one will you stay on?" Now, how do you
1: kind of decide when somebody comes into Core Financial Group, and you know they're looking at their future, and you know again the volatility of the stock market, and that scares people, especially when you have a bad day, and but then again when you have great days, it's awesome, and then sometimes you see wealth just totally vanish, and people get a little scared about that. So, uh, how how do you kind of approach the risk
4: assessment, if you will, of how they're going to invest? I think it has to be done in the context of. What are their goals that they're trying to accomplish? Because there are some folks out there who emotionally they really don't like risk at all. If they if they could avoid it altogether, they just wouldn't have anything to do with the uh, the investment world or the stock market in particular. But financially, they've got big goals that they're trying to accomplish, and they need the growth engine that the stock market can provide. And you know the the, the risk there is that they may actually need to. Uh, be a little bit more daring with their investments than they might emotionally want to uh just because financially the the need is there there there's opposite folks out there as well who uh you know they're emotionally willing to shoot for the moon and take whatever risks are are necessary or maybe even not necessary uh because financially they're strong enough or they're in in good shape and don't need to be taking that level of risk they they could be affording. Less So it's a balancing act between the emotions that get stirred up uh, from that roller coaster ride that Mike was talking about. And what do you need as far as growth potential to actually achieve your goals? Yeah, when you have a roadmap set out and certain mile markers
2: that you need to be achieving along the way, the question is, am I willing to save enough money at the risk level that I'm comfortable with in order to reach my goals? That is the question, because most folks kind of want it all. Yeah. They want a risk-free ride. They, they want the roller coaster that just, um, I'm thinking of the motorcycles at the fair that the kids go on that just go around and oh, round and around, around, like around and, and that's it. Um, but I think, you know, going back to your, your question, Casey, uh, you know, bad day versus good day in the stock market. If we were to ask our wives as they were going out to go shopping, honey, how would you define a good day versus a bad day of shopping?
3: That'd be different than how I define it, actually. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she comes back
3: empty-handed.
2: The is number that of right? bags
0: <laughs> would
3: be part of my answer.
2: <laughs> but, but you say, what, what makes a good day of shopping or a bad day of shopping? And a good day of shopping is if I go out and stuff is on sale and I can buy more than I was planning on getting, that's a good day of shopping. And it's not any different when you're investing. And so the, the current volatility... Um, in, in the short term, the markets are ruled by fear and greed, and there's lots of fear right now. There's lots of people saying, hey, look at this. Um, I can see this. I knew this was coming. The guy I listened to has predicted 14 of the last three corrections in the stock market. <laughs> and I know um, that really bad things are going to happen, worse than 2008. And there, there comes a certain point in time where uh, part of our role as financial advisors is just to do handholding. And just walk through life with our clients and encourage them to say, hey, listen, you're doing the right things and you're taking care of the things that you have control over. And these things that you can't control, hey, turn that off. I mean, they call it it financial pornography. Turn that off. Jim Cramer, if you want a study of a guy that's been wrong time after time after time after time after time again, um, yet people still still turn that on because he tickles their ears and kind of um, gives them some sort of, some sort of confirmation. Yeah, that's what I thought anyway. And and and, and now I'm going to go take some sort of action and damage myself financially.
1: Man, it's episode one. We're already calling out
3: Jim Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Controversial. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah. You know.
2: Well, I, you know, we were around in 2008 watching him on Good Morning America where he's saying, hey, sell everything. The Dow's going to 5,000. And, um, But it, you, you can do the research on your own if you, if you ever uh, have a slow day there at home. Uh, just uh, search for Jim Cramer and the things that he's called <laughs> wrong uh, when he tells you to buy something until your hands bleed and then that company's out of business on Monday. You realize, ah, that might not have been the best.
1: All right. So we haven't gotten through all six areas yet so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna come back we're gonna finish this up and then i think we we might be able to um hopefully you guys will have some time because i have a couple of questions too i there mean you this go. is i'm still kind of new to all of this as well i know that people know me from from the station but i'm not a financial expert by any means so again you're listening to wise money with corn financial group right here on news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel
0: This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
1: Welcome back. Once again, you're listening to Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group. I've got Kevin, Josh, Mike here. Uh, we left off at investment planning, and that's not all of the six areas of financial planning. So what do we have next, Kevin? So next up, Casey, we've got retirement planning. And really, retirement planning is
2: simple goal setting and goal achievement, where you're looking at where am I? Where do I want to be? and how long is it going to take to get there? and then what's involved? What are the steps? What are the practical action steps to get me from where I am today to where I want to be so again we're we're climbing the mountain what what Where do I need to be at what time? and having measurable benchmarks so i'm I'm holding myself accountable to my own goals that's why uh, you work with a financial planner they can help hold you accountable. To the goals that you've laid out.
4: Well, retirement is also, I mean, it's its the largest goal that most people are ever going to pursue in their financial life. If you're doing it right, you get started real early and you take a long time to achieve it. My very first client as a financial planner, this is going back 14 years ago. Kevin, you probably remember this. I do. Uh, they came in, they're 58 years old and they say, hey, we, we need to retire at age 65. I think we can work that long. We've got seven years to get ready for retirement. We've done almost nothing so far. Ouch. So here's my great opportunity to become a legend, right? Be a legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? And I think actually, Kevin, you, you were there. Uh, you may have even made the comment, listen, there's no margin for error when you wait that long to get ready for retirement. And th- these folks, I think you even challenge them to take every bit of advice that we give but then to go run with it and and take action on it. And, you know, the cool thing is I, I've been working with them for 14 years, so I've seen how that story actually plays out. And they did retire on time because a lot of things went right in their financial life, but they didn't make mistakes because they were focused like a laser beam. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's not enough people out there that are truly focused on their retirement, even in their 20s or 30s or 40s. It's not until it gets very real for them and they see... Uh, You you know, that window of time to be working, it's shrinking, it gets more urgent. And they had a finite window of time. His body was giving out on him,
2: and he couldn't work past 65. So it was imperative that between 57 and 65, they did everything right. And they were coachable and goal-oriented, and they listened, and what they achieved is it's it's breathtaking it's it's uh it's hard to even describe
3: yeah you know what what stands out to me in hearing that story is you can't get there with an online calculator you, that math would not have worked in an online calculator on financial planning trying being able to reach a retirement goal is not something you stumble into by accident also tucked into this fifth area of financial planning the retirement planning is also college planning it's a very similar process but it's not around when are you going to be done working it's around When are you going to put your kids in school and what school and how much do you want to contribute and all of that? Those two goals together, you're not going to achieve accidentally. You need a plan, you need a coach, someone setting out those benchmarks and telling you, you know, what what steps to take, so the last area of financial planning the sixth area the capstone as josh said to any great financial plan is estate planning that's a confusing term some people might associate that with a will it's actually much more than that Um, it is an analysis of what are your intentions with your stuff with your assets and sometimes even your kids if something happens to you and let's make sure those intentions are carried out by having the right legal documents as well as having the right beneficiaries listed on your statements and the right structure to your to your assets and all of that. So that's estate planning. It's much more involved than just getting a will, um, and it really is the capstone to any good financial plan.
2: And that's why you want to work with a financial planner, because if you think about it, if you have income, you've got to prepare a tax return and submit it by April 15th or until your uh, extension. If you, if you live in a house or you drive a car, you have to buy insurance. That's mandated. You never have to create an estate plan. You never have to lay out who gets my stuff, who gets my kids, who gets any of these things. And uh, you never have to create an orderly transfer of the things that you own during this lifetime for when you die. And you really, you never have to create a financial plan. But I just look at this and say, life is so complicated, I wouldn't want to approach it without a great plan for, fi- for for my
1: finances. So we've got six areas of financial planning. You guys have just gone over them. Which one do you think people
3: tend to struggle with the most when they come into your office? People focus most on that retirement goal. Um, so I don't know if that's where I'd say people struggle the most. A lot of people struggle with debt and cash flow and allocating the right amount of dollars towards goals. But most people are coming in saying, I've got this big retirement goal. It's either, you know, eight years away and I haven't done much, or I want to do it someday and I haven't started yet, or I feel like I'm right on track. Can you tell me if I'm right? So I'd probably say retirement planning.
4: You know, and and this wasn't the question you you asked. You asked about which of the six areas, but one of the things that I see people struggling with in their financial lives, if they're married again, I mentioned this earlier, it's the integrating two separate spouses opinions into the financial decision making. You know, yeah. it's, it's weighing uh, two people's separate values, different beliefs, different experiences, different priorities, and somehow merging that together to have one plan that they're going to achieve together. And, and, And uh, to me, that as soon as you begin to struggle there, that's the sign to get a financial planner in involved in the process to uh, help coach you through uh, a lot of those hard conversations. Yeah, the science
2: is the six areas of financial planning. And walking through the financial planning process but what you're referring to Joshua is what we call internal finance it's it's the softer side it's the art side of the equation and a lot of times what we're helping people do they may already possess some of the skills that are necessary but they can't figure out how to put it all together and really when you look at your marriage in order for you to have intimacy in your marriage the, the financial piece really has to be working, otherwise it's it's just gonna be a struggle. We've just seen it over and over and over again. and a lot of times that's that's what we help people walk through or they they're they're having a hard time figuring out how to make a go of it um, and get on the same page.
1: So we're gonna be taking questions from the audience. We talked about that. We got about a minute left. I figured I might as well be the first one. I'm already here, right? So <laughs> at, at what stage? in life should people really start taking this seriously um getting their financial plan together start focusing on retirement having a will planning their state that sort of thing
4: whatever stage you're at right now is the time um you know the sooner that you get started the the better we have folks come in all the time who their one regret is oh i wish i had started earlier on this so you know don't be one of those people that come in a decade after you thought about the good idea um You know, find someone who can hold you accountable to your goals. And in fact, it reminds me of uh, I had lunch with a a friend just recently who's also a client of mine, and he he told me after a meeting that we had had, he said, "Oh man, I need to do this every single month." You know, this is really good. It helps me. uh, You know, in my financial life. And then he went on and said, "Well, it's not like you financial advisors ever tell us anything new." And, uh, you know, I wanted to slap him, but uh, he he redeemed himself quickly. And he said, but you know what it does? It refocuses me. And if I was going to leave this show with one challenge to everybody, it would be to find that person in your life who can help you refocus when you get off track, who can help you through those hard conversations and help you plan your finances.
1: Guys, it's been a pretty good first episode. And again, want to thank Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, Mike Bernard from Corhorn Financial Group. You've been listening to Wise Money with Corrin Financial Group. Again, you can submit your questions by going to their website, wisemoneyradio.com. We'll see you next week right here on Wise Money with Corrin Financial Group on 95.3 MNC.
0: Securities are offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Financial advisors offer advisory services through KFG Wealth Management, LLC, doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC, Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Insurance Agency, and KFG Tax and Business Services are separate entities from Securities America, Inc. Tax services provided by KFG Tax and Business Services and insurance services provided by KFG Insurance Agency. Listen again next week to Wise Money on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel.